welcome back, X's and T podcast fans. You guys, I'm really excited. Um, I'm hoping you guys will be seeing the video portion of this. This is the first time ever that I have the opportunity to get to record myself. Hi, if you haven't seen me, this is me. Um, but I'm really excited because, again, we have another Amway story with us today. And I just have to give the disclaimers, as always. We are not here to defame Amway, Worldwide Dream Builders. Uh, we're going to be talking about UR Association, which is fantastic because we get to learn more about it. Um, but we're not here to defame anybody. All of the people that we were going to be discussing, um, their names have been changed, or we might just refer to them as sponsor or X person. So you very likely will not know who we're talking about. And if you do, don't send them any hate. You know, hey, if you're an adult and you want to join one of these organizations, you're more than welcome to. However, I would highly, highly recommend listening to stories like this because you're going to get a different perspective. And if you still want to go, hey, have at it, just proceed with caution. With that being said, you guys, I'm really excited. And I just want to thank every single person who has come forward and said their stories or come and told me, you know, how much they support this podcast and how much they support all of the people coming forward. So thank you guys so much for your support. And I'm really excited because today I have the opportunity to speak with two people who are, I'm really excited because they're married. They're a couple named Josh and Rebecca. And they have a podcast of their own, which I'm really excited. But you guys, I love talking to couples. The idea that a couple can make it through Amway together is incredible. Um, so I might, I don't want to say the name of their podcast because I don't want to butcher the name. I'm going to let them say it, but I'm going to introduce Josh and Rebecca. Hello. Hi. Hey. We are so excited to be on here today. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you guys. So please, I don't want to butcher the name of your podcast. So can you guys please tell us what the name of your podcast is and what it's about? Absolutely. So the name of our podcast is Analuja. That's A-N-I-L-U-J-A-H. Well, you might want to say that a little slower there, Josh. Uh, it uh, took me forever to learn how to spell this, just so you know. Right. It's <laughs> A-N-I-L-U-J-A-H. And this is what we call um, a portmanteau, and what that means is you're taking uh, two different words uh, to make one new word to describe to have a new meaning. Um, the thing I always refer to is iPod and um, broadcast. Push them together, you have podcast. Um, so ours is a combination between animation and hallelujah. Push them together. Hallelujah. Um, so each week we talk about a one of our favorite or maybe not so favorite. Um, sometimes it's suggested to us or we have guests on that want to talk about their favorite um, animated movie or TV show. And we kind of make lay uh, redemptive analogies. And what that is, is it's communicating biblical themes of uh, faith or, or, um, um, the, the gospel, um, through different things that we see in these animated movies or TV shows. Sometimes, most of the time we do that. And sometimes we can't really pull anything from it. So we just have fun talking about a animated movie or TV show. Um, we've been doing that for what, two and a half, three years almost. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, we're so we're Christians. Um, so most of our conversations surround um, Christianity and, and these different animated movies and TV shows. Um, we do talk about some other spirituality as well, though, if it makes sense to come up in conversation. Right. So, yeah. And we, we go through anything from Disney 
to anime. Um, so one week we talked about Frozen and there was another week we talked about Naruto. <laughs> so if that interests you, we would love to have you over on uh, the Analuya podcast. Yeah, and it's great often. We, we don't shove like, you know, Christianity or religion down your throat. Um, we have a lot of listeners who are not of any particular uh, faith or religion, and they just come for the animation um, uh, aspect. And I may make a joker here, like my famous paraphrasing joke when we did <laughs> the Prince of Egypt. Um, but um, no, but yeah. that wasn't Prince of Egypt. That was um, oh, Joseph King of Dreams. Joseph King of yeah, Dreams, which is our most listened to episode. Um, which is so funny to me. Uh, yeah, that was like right on the cusp of where our audio quality changed. You can hear it. It's like night and day between episode nine and episode 10. <laughs> I um, love those. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I am really excited because I, I love that um, you guys have that level of faith. And what is fantastic about that is that we actually get into when it comes to talking about Amway is what your guys' interpretation of, of the way that they were pushing Christianity too. Right. And I've heard that so much from people who walked in as Christians and they did, they maintained their faith and they walked out as Christians. I'm one of the people who still has a little bit of beef with God right now, just because of how everything worked, but I'm sure we'll figure that out one day. Um, but I do, I think that your guys's podcast is, um, very full of variety, which I love, but I think one of my favorite parts is that I can listen to it with my child or, yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm mine. I can't always listen to with him around. Um, but it's also inspired us to like watch other movies because I did not realize how many of the movies you guys have my children have not seen. Um, like all dogs go to heaven, even just the first one, let alone the second one. And I'm like, oh my gosh, have we really not gone down this rabbit hole? So it's been really great. We've been able to kind of dive into those movies and have a little bit more family time. That's uh, more wholesome, if you will. So that's why I really like your guys' podcast. Um, but I want to kind of switch gears. And you guys were in UR Association, right? right. Is it you and then R and then association? So they mainly say it as like URA or your association. Um, I've heard it said many different, um, uh, a couple of different ways throughout our time that we were um, in, in that line of the association. Yeah, they focused, I think, more on calling it, it. Yeah, most of the time it was URA. It took me like, I think, two conferences to go to before I realized it's actually your association, as in like, this belongs to you. It's your association. It's all for you kind of a thing. Biggest um, lie ever. Which, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, so I was like, oh, okay. I just, I'd heard it URA. Right. I didn't know it was your, that's great. I am now learning something new about it. Um, but so you guys were in URA or I guess your association. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really excited to kind of learn what your guys' journey was in, in that aspect of things. But I wanted to know, did you, were you guys together prior to URA? Were you guys married before you guys were in URA? Yes. Yes, we were. Barely. So, well, barely. Yeah. We'd only been married since October. And then I think October 2017. Mm -hmm. And then in 2018, what was it? January, February, uh, I think. I think it was February that we mm -hmm. got involved because um, it was right after we had our dog, got our dog in January. Um, so she was still baby puppy um, when we joined. Wow. See, that's why I think that talking to couples, especially the ones who are married before and after, is 
is amazing because that shows that it's possible to make it through these organizations. I don't want to say unscathed, but at least you guys can, can one, have this common trauma together. And two, you guys like actually made it through. I am always so saddened by just how many people end up, they, they either get married at the urging of these organizations, they're married prior to, but they don't make it out together. And it's really, really sad to me because I, I unfortunately do, I speak to so many and mostly it's women who either their partner is still in or they, they both got out and they just separated. And it's all because of the way that this organization treated them as humans. And so I just want to put emphasis on the fact that I love that you guys are here together as a couple, just to show the people that it, it is possible. You guys like, don't think that, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to get divorced because I was an Amway. No, that's not the truth. Um, but <laughs> With that being said, how on earth did you guys learn about URA? So, Rebecca, um, you'll uh, oh, because it all started with you and one of your contacts. Um, yes. So, you, you'll start us off. It did. Before we go into that, though, um, I did want to say so, Josh and I are a little bit unique in that um, right before we got married, we actually went to pre engagement counseling. And when we went into counseling, we specifically wanted tools on how to communicate with each other. Yes. And that was so invaluable when we first got married and particularly while we were in Amway. Um, but it was learning yeah, because how there were, there were some testing moments. It was, uh, <laughs> it was very testing. Yeah. It, it, it was a lot, but I think because we had learned some of those techniques to communicate and we felt like we were both a safe place to to communicate those things um, that really helped to to strengthen that relationship. Um, so, if you're uh, in a similar situation, I would highly recommend uh, going to see a counselor. They are fantastic. I, I say that also because this is the profession that I'm currently going to school to to go into. <laughs> so I'm in. Um, in my master's program for counseling, but um, they will help you with some of those techniques. They will help you work through these traumatic events that so many people go through um, with all of this. And it is, it's a trauma, you know, and um, it is okay to get help for something like this. I'm just obviously super passionate uh, about all of that. And particularly on a podcast where we're talking about trauma, I think it's really important um, just to bring that up for a moment. Yeah. And for our listeners who are going to be um, watching and listening to this episode, you're going to get to see Josh fired up, um, which you don't yeah. get to see often on our podcast. Josh does get fired up when talking about Amway. So. And, I, and, I hate, and I hate using that word oh. because <laughs> yeah. every time you're right, it's like, get fired up. So you're just going to see, you're going to get to see it. Yeah. Not in the way it's that they so intended, funny. but yeah. Right, right. I just want to say really quick too, I think that Rebecca, your point is fantastic. I love that. And what I love about it is that it's professional counseling. Yes. It's people who have actually gone and gotten an education for this and mm -hmm. are qualified. Not your stupid upline telling you that the guy needs to speak with the guy, the woman needs to speak with the woman. You guys don't talk to each other. You talk to your upline and they figure it out themselves. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about real professionals who like, I think that's, I think you're right. I think that does offer um, an, an advantage because you walked in with the professional tools versus like upline giving these really 
bad, it's just bad advice. They are not qualified to give the advice that they were giving. Um, but yeah, no, we're huge, huge proponents of therapy. Counseling is fantastic. I always tell people, if you haven't, please go because it can be so, so helpful and eye-opening. And at the very least you can go there. And like I had a therapist, I'm not even going to lie. I would walk in and just like spew curse words. And he was like, all right. So I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to do that here are you okay now? I'm like, yes, sir, I'm good. And then we would have the conversation. And that's just the the rapport that I had built up with him that really created that level of trust. That's not saying you have to go curse out your therapist. I'm just saying <laughs> like, you can find somebody to talk to. Um, Absolutely. But that's amazing. I'm really excited that you are going for your master's to be a counselor. We love it. Yeah. And was that actually, so kind of speaking towards um, being in URA and being in Amway, were, were you in school when you guys were approached to start URA? Um, no, we no, were no, not in school. No, we were just, uh, we just had a regular full-time jobs. Yeah. We, we had both graduated high school. So we're in our thirties right now. Um, we graduated or graduated college around eh, 2012 or so. Um, so yeah, we had, we're, we've been in the, the working world for a little bit in that cursed job. Yeah. Or, or what, what they say, or what they yeah. say, um, some people have said, you don't want to jail the jackass of boss. Um, yeah, <laughs> I did. That was a new one. Anything. I hadn't heard that one, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just over broke. The thing that's, that's yeah. going to basically kill you eventually. Right. Um, they made it sound like such a nightmare, which is crazy to me. Um, but I, one actually thing that a lot of people say that I've heard, um, is after leaving Amway, sometimes they do have a hard time loving their job again. Yeah. Like they've stayed in the same career and they go back and they're like, I, I hate this still. Like, I used to love this and now I hate it. And it's like trying to find that, that fire within them to find the motivation as to, you know, what they loved about it beforehand. Um, and in your experience, when you guys were in URA, did they talk negatively about the idea of going back to school or being in college in general? I don't remember about school. I do. The only reason it would matter is because that's more debt. And they're like, debt is evil. You don't want debt which is ironic, honestly, because so many people like would get themselves into debt to like continue to do the business. Um, but yeah, it was, and maybe it's just because that wasn't, we were kind of, we were past that, um, that, that we, that they didn't talk about it. Yeah. But they definitely talked about, um, not buying a house it was like, don't buy a house. Why would you get yourself into more debt? Always buy used cars, which I do believe in. Buy used cars because it's much better. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it, they they really harped on you know don't don't get yourself into debt and spend basically frivolous money unless it's on the business. Well, you're anyway money, right? This this somehow some way this anyway money that you have. That, I mean, sure, I think everybody had anyway money that, like, now that we know the term anyway money, right? But for some reason, they were, they had us convinced, at least for me, they had me convinced. They're like, oh, well, you're just going to switch your shopping from, I was spending maybe 50 bucks on, tar like, at Target a month, maybe, to what would become $600 with Amway, which is so wild to me. And so, okay, and how did you guys find out about URA? Because I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Back to that. Um it's okay. So I had a friend from college actually, who, um, 
we she she moved here with me. She was my roommate when when I moved back home. Um, and so we had been good friends for a while as she called me up. Um, she had done this to me before. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> um, we're still friends, by the way. She got out of oh, Amway. Um, and yeah, it's so it turned out great. But um, so she she called me up, was like, hey, I got this business something. I don't even remember. Honestly, I've kind of tried to like push out a lot of those memories. Um, so like bringing them back up, I'm like, Oh yeah, that did happen. Um, but it, uh, so she called me up, we went to the meeting, the first meeting, um, which was just a phone call with Josh and I both, I think either that or it was just me. I don't remember. I think it was maybe just you. Was it? Yeah, that, that, that tracks. Um, and then we ended up meeting at the embassy suites, which is where everything happened, the embassy suites. And, um, so we met up there with the, uh, the upline. Yeah. And we'll call them Andy and Kate for the purposes of this episode. Yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, they were both there. Um, I think it was just, just maybe just Andy, but, um, yeah, so we we chatted and it was like we thought that it was this at least I did. We but we thought it was some sort of like mentoring program because that's how they they sell it as if it's a mentoring program. And I was like, "Well, cool. I mean, like, you know, I have business ideas. I'm creative. I want to I want to accomplish things in my life and um that's really that's really neat." And so we continued in the conversation they gave us the book um the compound effect by yeah uh, yes Dar- darren darren hardy I darren think. hardy yeah. yeah um my gosh that book Ugh. so as so they're like okay can you read this in a week and come back and we meet again and we we're like yeah sure we can do that um so we we did we read the whole thing um and and went through went through the next process anyway it was like three more meetings and uh finally got to and still had no idea what this was i think i even very pointedly asked cuz i was like this is a multi-level marketing company isn't it i i didn't say that to them directly but josh and i we had conversations we were like this is t- totally what this is right right <laughs> we weren't quite convinced until we went to the meeting and um, went to the meeting. Finally, it all came out. And they had done so much preparation that by the time we saw the um, the proposal, then it was like, wow, actually, this seems like it, it could work. So I had had um, previous experience with multi-level marketing companies, um, both with uh, Mary Kay, which my mom like bought a bunch of products. I grew up with two younger sisters, so we always needed makeup and skincare products. So it was like, eh, yeah, we can do that. And then, um, and then I ended up doing Arbonne, but it was like out, it was, I never like went to the conferences and the meetings and the, you know, all of that. It wasn't all in. Amway was the first time that we were all in. Yeah, it it was the first time I was on for anything related to that because I had no prior experience with an MLM. Right, right. And so my my prior experience, it wasn't a bad experience. So it was like, okay, 
Well, this actually seems, I, I had some questions because I was like, the reason it didn't work for the other ones is because their their products are so expensive and nobody wants to buy them. Like it just, at least for like the makeup companies and things. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. But this was like cleaning products. It's like, oh, well, this is like everyday cleaning products. Okay. So it just seemed to make a little, a lot more sense. Um, but so yeah, I ended up asking those questions and anyway, that's kind of how we, how we got in. Wow. I also had experience with Arbonne. Yeah. Um, my mom had Mary Kay as well. I think that for a hot, hot minute, she was like, I'm going to sell this. I'm like, I'm, I'm like a kid. Maybe I'm like 13 at the most. And, uh, it, we had them around the house for a while and that was the extent of it. And, and no shame to her. I, I wouldn't want to sell them either. Um, but with Arbonne, same thing. I, I was told that there were meetings at this lady's house who was supposedly really wealthy and she lived in the wealthier side of town. And it didn't really work out for me to ever go to these because I was working and I had a small child and it just didn't make sense, but I didn't have a bad experience. You know, I just thought like, Oh, I, it's just not for me. I'm just not into this. Like you're not all in, but you're right. Amway, the way that these different other ways they pitch it to you, it's like, no, this is different. This is not like those little things. This yep. is a mentorship opportunity. It just happens to have the business attached. Um, and how many meetings do you guys think you went to before you actually found out that it was Amway? Like a duration of time um, between maybe when you first sat down to maybe this, I guess, did you guys call them board plans or info sessions? I think it was info sessions, if I remember it correctly. I, yeah, I just remember business meetings, but um, yeah, I don't remember exactly what they yeah. called them. The time for, because... They really prided themselves on their vetting process of what they refer to it as. And it was the, so you, you have the phone call, you have the menu where they give you the book, and then they we all meet up again. And they're like, if I can get you a seat, <laughs> I'm like, if no, it's a certainty. We believed it though. Yeah. At the time when we were, now we don't, obviously. Not. Right. <laughs> you uh, saw behind the curtain. <laughs> And then after the info session or um, or business meeting, we then were called out to another meeting um, with the uh, with our upline or our what would, uh, what would be our upline. Yeah. And I think that's when we you know you sign the 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 deal or the contract or whatever um, to become an IVO or independent business owner. So all of that though was probably a few. Was weeks. that three weeks? Three or four, three or four weeks, I think. Yeah, it had to have been somewhere around then. Wow. So for three weeks, and again, no shame because I did this too. But just to add perspective to everybody, this is three weeks that you guys really don't even know what's going on outside of yeah. you think that it's something. Because I, th I thought too, I was like. I don't know what this is, but they make it sound exciting. And I'm in a traumatic spot in my life. So this, like, what could go wrong, basically? <laughs> and it's three weeks of time that you're invested. You're giving your time. You're doing all these different things because you want to earn whatever it is that they're offering to you. And you have no idea that it's Amway. And this really adds to that. Um, I'm going to use the term grooming, where they really yeah. do. They do a great job grooming the people that they bring through this, quote, process to get you really excited. So by the time they drop the Amway bomb, you're already so infatuated by it that you don't even care that it's Amway if you had heard of Amway before. And had you guys heard of Amway prior to this? 
I had not. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because so. it's been around since like what, the 50s? Yeah. It's like the time. world's best kept secret. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. they do it, but well, people are yeah. still, they have no idea what it is. Mm. Yeah. And then I've heard it referred to as like the granddaddy of all in the lens because it has been around for, you know, 50 plus years. And yeah, you're, you're right. It is the world's best kept secret because people are, you know, no shame because I've heard a lot of people. Oh, well, how could you fall for that? You have to be stupid to fall. No, very intelligent people. It's, you know, you're conned into this, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it, they're very, very smart people um, who get trapped into MLMs and cults in general, um, which I would say that MLMs are very cult-like. It's a little bit little bit cultish. Um, there's a podcast that we I listen to sometimes. It's called Cultish. It's a good podcast. Um, but oh, I'm like, yeah, Love it. it's, have you heard of it before? I haven't heard of that one, but, uh, where you were, I've heard of a little bit culty, which is survivors of the Nexium cult. Have you guys heard Ooh. of that one? Wait, Nexium. Okay. Is that skincare or is that the one that there was like a, a Netflix documentary about? Yeah. It's like the, they refer to it as like a sex cult yes. or something. Keith, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Keith Ranieri, um, was the, the founder, I guess, if you will, of Nexium. And I did, I binge watched the vow was what it's called yes, where yes. they kind of document taking him down. I had COVID at the time, so I had time on my hands and I watched <laughs> the whole thing. It was great. But the, I, and, and actually I watched another one where they talk about Keith Ranieri got some of his ideas from these Amway LOAs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Nexium was, is it was just a, um, like, like the, it's just like worldwide, except for no Amway attached to it. It's just the self-development aspect of things. And he built it from the ground up. And you're very right. Very, very intelligent people are getting into these organizations because it doesn't matter. They would always say from Yale to jail, but it, and it doesn't matter like education wise, like where you're at. And you think that, oh, I would never fall for something like this. But the thing is, is it's not that you fall for it. It's the fact that you have these people who are who are taught, who are basically like media trained, if you will, and taught how to how to speak to us. And that's why when you go through something like the bite model, um, Stephen Hassan's bite model, you learn that all of these things are calculated. And I don't think my sponsor was by any means the brightest bulb in the box. I like actually hate him, and I say that purely because he was an abusive husband to his wife, and his wife is like one of my best friends. And the fact that our upline like co-signed that, that's why I don't like them. Um, but with that being said, he was coached. I mean, you're talking about years of just audios and board plans or info sessions or rallies, or you're talking about all this input and that's all you're listening to. Of course, you're going to regurgitate it. Anybody can learn how to do that. So when you have somebody that you trust telling you all these things, it just makes sense. Um, and then you're right. Like you didn't know what Amway was, which is always the prime candidates for these people. Because when you don't know what Amway is and you don't know the negative reputation it has. And then also, did they tell you guys not to look up what Amway was? Or did they tell you guys that you're going to find only negative things? And and how did they really go about that part of it? Yeah, most definitely. So <laughs> they said, oh, you know, you can look at anything. You're going to find a positive negative on anything. But you need to search on the Better Business Bureau, um, sites like that, not like Dark Horse 85, who's, you know, typing stuff about um, Amway, well, you know, bologna sandwich in his mother's basement. 
um, which for for the majority of redditors, um, I don't think that's that, <laughs> that's their outlook. Um, but yeah, they would say, yeah, just 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 stay away because that that's not there's there's a uh, difference between search and research. Is, Which, I mean, to be fair, that's fairly accurate. But right. at the same time, I don't know. I just have to wonder about the Better Business Bureau. Like, it's all corporate guys talking to each other, making deals, and playing the business game. I know what that looks like. And that's probably what's going on and why they have such a, a good reputation in the Better Business Bureau. Uh, uh, I actually never looked it up, but um, I assume. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I don't know. Um, t- to my understanding, I think they have to, I think allegedly that they they pay to be on the See? Better Business Bureau yeah. um, just to have a status on there. And mm-hmm. one thing that I learned from this, this girl on TikTok, if you guys haven't seen her, please go check her out. She's called the Anti-MLM Kid. She was raised in Amway. Her parents were diamonds. She doesn't say her name, their name, or what line of affiliation they were in, but she has a lot of great perspective. And she made a point that I really didn't make the connection to, but when she said it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. So they always talk about that the FTC had not deemed Amway a pyramid scheme in whatever year that they were being investigated. What they failed to mention, and I guess maybe they would consider this the tinfoil hat conspiracy theories, they had a lot of political connections at the time. They still do. And that was only for Amway. These lines of affiliation have not been investigated at all. I don't know. I'm sure it's the like connections that they have, but the business tool side of things has not been investigated by the FTC. So there's really no saying whether what they're doing is legal or illegal, but I think they definitely teeter on the the fine line between is this immoral or is this illegal? And um, Roberta Blevins too, the anti or the life after MLM, she has fantastic episodes too um, about the Amway tools business and the history of it. In fact, she has one where a historian comes on and talks about the tools business and how really nobody was making money in Amway. All of their money was coming from selling these at the time, which were tapes, which I guess evolved to CDs and are now these crazy, stupid, expensive apps, um, which they don't tell us that they're making money on, which is a question we can go to later because I always ask people towards the end. Um, But when you guys finally got signed up for URA, what was your guys's, I guess I'm going to use a trigger term here, mindset at the time. And what was the expectation that you guys were to meet every month, maybe PV wise and how many meetings you were supposed to go to? Yeah, it was definitely, it was like every meeting. Um, what's was like, it was on Thursdays. It was like Thursday evenings every week, um, which by the way, it was at the embassy suites. So yeah, we had to, right. And we had to pay to, um, to to go to these meetings basically right. your, first, like your first one was free and then right. you had to pay after um after that yep. yeah it was like five or six dollars and mm-hmm. uh per per person so for a couple it was like yeah. ten or twelve dollars yeah ten dollars every single, single week. week that's and a lot it adds up now mind you these meetings start at eight o'clock mm-hmm. i don't know about anybody else but I don't see other people in business having meetings at eight o'clock. 
Not every week. No, no. <laughs> no, not every week. And they would run from eight. It's like eight to ten. Eight to ten, uh, unless if there was an eye owl that we qualified for, and there was mm-hmm. almost midnight. Yeah. Well, so yeah. four, two to four hours sometimes. Yeah, or or if yeah. uh, if the the. Yes, the, the, the head guy. Yeah, the big dog. Um, <laughs> in, in URA yeah. uh, was, was came to town. Cause, so our. We'll, we'll, we'll refer to him as the, uh, as the tennis guy or the coach. The coach. That's yeah. a great one. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he would fly in on his private plane and, um, and come to speak to everyone. I'll worship him. Oh my gosh, the coach, he's here. They're like, okay. Calm down. <laughs> I know that feeling. I yeah. do. Whenever uh, the big crown guy, I'm sure you guys have heard of him. Uh, the 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 crown guy. I feel like everybody knows him. Yeah. Um. God, everyone would flock. Oh my God. Our upline would say, if he's within three to six hours, you need to be there, basically, which is so freaking crazy to me. But the, I'm I'm still like shocked by this idea that you guys were paying ten dollars a week to go to this, like we would have our board plans is what we called them. And like, we would have them from anywhere from somebody's stuffy basement or we were sardine can like canned sardines in somebody's like tiny living room in their apartment. Maybe we're in an apartment like, um, uh, clubhouses, churches, if people had connections in the church, these were all free to us, but we had many, many that we had to go to. The ones that we paid for were, um, we call them rallies. They were once every quarter. So a diamond from another line of sponsorship, which is so odd to me now looking back because there's this no cross-lining rule. Like we would have to listen to them, but we would have to counsel upline before we could apply anything that they would say. So realistically, they're just there because they're getting paid to speak. I'm going to say allegedly on that, even though a number of sources have indicated that they do. I know for a fact that they get paid on the business tools. I'm just going to say allegedly getting paid to speak, but I believe that they do. Um, but those were $10 for the first half. The first half would be like a, like a training session. And then the second half we would bring guests to, and that would just be one big like board plan or info session, basically just a a diamond showing the plan. And we pay for those. Those are now, so that's $20 for one Sunday. Now they're $40 and each person in the couple had to pay that, that what now is $40. So it's $80 for a couple to go to this. And then we had the major functions, which were, I think anywhere from 150 to $250. Um, those were also once a quarter, which I'm sure you guys had those uh, major functions as well. But this idea that you pay $10 a week. Oh my yeah, gosh. Well, like, they so, really are bad over there. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> this was for our group too right. in our area. So I don't know if other groups did it differently. Maybe they did meet in mm, people's like basements, basements or, living or rooms, wherever. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, this was our group. And it made it seem more legit. I gotta well, say though, it it did make it seem more like, oh, okay, well, this is this is something. True, and I know it's it doesn't cost that much to rent out a um a ballroom in the embassy suites. Yeah, because you have to think about excuse me, five dollars a piece times 20, 30, 40 people, however many people were in that uh, Nashville sector, that that's more than the cost. So they're pocketing some of that extra for sure. Surely. Which is just like... And it's all cash, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it yeah, was all it was, cash. Yeah, it it was had no, to be cash. Yeah, no credit. Yeah, I don't think we... Because uh, we would always have to make sure, oh, did you go to the bank? Uh, you yeah. know, get the withdrawal so we could get cash? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so that was the that was the meeting side. And then we were expected to do 300 PV a month. Yeah. Yes. Right? To which, like, you know, 90% of that we were paying ourselves in all of these household goods that we needed with our tiny 900 square foot apartment. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a thousand dollars a month. Yes. 300 PV. If you were to do the whole thing yourself, but even 90%, I bet that's still close to eight, eight, $900 a month. And were they preaching you're buying from your own store instead of focusing on the retail side of things? Oh yeah. We even read, um, there was a book that they had, um, that talked about that. Oh, what was it called? Oh, was you, it? You guys probably read it too. Uh, prosumer or something. Oh, prosumer power. Yeah. 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 We read that mm-hmm. one too. Yeah. Oh man. Which is so crazy. Okay. So this is a, this is, I guess maybe one of those like technical types of questions, but were they having you guys list 50 PV and just like making up a customer and saying like you sold 50 PV to so whoever you put in there, there, or how did that work for you guys? There was an instance, I remember this uh, specifically, is that our uplines, Andy and Kate, wanted us to make sure we get our, our first, you know, bonus check. Uh, and they said, oh, um, what's, um, you know, what's your um, guys' like login? Um, and so, oh, well, it's this. And they're like, okay, well, we just want to make sure that you get your bonus check. So they went went in and made up a customer to assign like one of the um, um, one of the orders um, that we had placed uh, go um, go to that made up customer because I do not remember that yeah because you have good memory uh, well <laughs> because how the PV was calculated in order for you to get your bonus check you had to assign a certain amount to a customer kind of just all the all the IBO. Well, they do that for legal reasons because right. that means that, you know, you, that really would be a pyramid scheme. <laughs> you know, if you, if all the people well, were actually buying it. Right. You'd be, well, wow. because you, you're doing what you, what some people refer to as, you know, garage qualified or yeah. inventory qualified. It's just, you're buying it all yourself. Yep. Yeah. I know, which is funny that, so we, I am. I found not too long ago. So when we moved, um, we still had one bottle of the multi-purpose cleaner, and so we're still using that multi-purpose cleaner. And I'm like, I don't want to waste it. You know, we already have it. Yeah. But every time I use it, I'm like, mm. maybe we should just put a maybe we should tear off the label and just put another picture in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. But, but maybe, yes. maybe, we'll, um, maybe I'll make a label that says Scanway and went. Oh yeah, that was that time. Yeah, do it. That would be dope. Um, but yeah, so that's one thing that uh, I they would emphasize in our organization too, was that we were buying everything. Everything was all us. We were buying from our own store. In fact, our our, crown, our my diamond, who would become my diamond, I call him the club owner, um, he would always say, I'm terrible at sales. This is not sales. This is not what that is. And they would say, sell it to your mom, your grandma, your goldfish. You just put it in. We would basically kind of go in. They would teach us how to basically assign 50 PV and say I sold it to my mom when realistically my mom didn't buy it. I did. I was spending all 200 PV myself. And that's what 
at the time that they were really, really preaching. And um, that's the way that they were able to, I guess, legally do what they were doing. Because you're absolutely right, Rebecca, if we all just bought our product, it would just be, you know, a pyramid scheme. But they can't have us doing that. They can't have us making them look bad. So nowadays what they're doing is they are, Amway requires, I think it's like 60 to 70% um, verified customer volume. So now customers actually have their own account and it has to be a valid phone number, a different email address. Um, but the upline are still, uh, under the radar telling them that they're, they got to do what they got to do to get their now. What is the standard 500 PV is their standard of excellence. Now there was $1,500 a month. And, um, they have to assign 70% of that to whatever customer they have, and they only really need to have one. Um, so it's still same concept, but finding different loopholes around it, allegedly, per the people who I have on, mm. who were in recently, like this year. That's crazy. So, 500 PV. Mm-hmm. My gosh. 500 PV is okay. the standard over at uh, I Worldwide. cannot imagine. That's a lot. They, they were upping it, um, I think, when we were getting out, Josh. Yeah, um, but I, I don't remember. Right. It, I don't think it was up to five hundred. No, was, maybe like a lot. maybe like four four hundred. I think it was three fifty. I think they okay. had just bumped it up to three fifty. Yeah, that's, that's so much money. That's Oof. like an expectation that you should never have um, for anybody. There's there's no way that somebody should be expected to spend six hundred dollars a month on product, let alone. $1,500, like that's a whole rent payment for somebody depending on what city they live in. And I know in PDX, that's like half a rent payment anymore. Like it's crazy to me that they have these expectations for people. And so you guys are in the business now. You guys are doing your 300 PV. You're going to these weekly meetings. When do you really start to notice some red flags? Like what starts kind of popping up and you're like, mm, I don't feel right about that. That is definitely Josh's area. He was the one who brought everything up. Right. So... You should talk about the, the big board. Oh, the, oh gosh, the big board. Uh, fond memories. <laughs> so before I get into that, I've always been very skeptical. I don't. Uh, I've always been taught, "Hey, don't take anything at face value," which is why I'm always inquisitive about a lot of things. Um, I want to make sure I have all the info, all the facts. So when we were going to these meetings before we became um, involved in the business when they didn't tell us you know exactly what it was that was a little bit of the red flag but you know when um, when sometimes you date somebody and you see some little red flags but you're so infatuated with them you kind of push them aside that was kind of like me I, I was okay well maybe there's a good reason why they're not telling us what it all is right now and so I'll just Store that that little voice away. So it was our second conference. So I I'm trying to remember the, so there's there's spring leadership. There's one in the summer, I thought, because there's spring leadership FED winter conference. There's a summer one for you guys. I just don't know what the name of it was for URA. We called ours Family Union, um, but I think for URA, it might have been something different. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. It was different. I remember hearing the family reunion thing, but yeah, we right. did call it something different. Yeah, so we'll just call it a summer, summer conference. 
Um, so we went to some other conference and we had card pulled and all that stuff. Which we were expected, by the way. Yes. To begin driving from the the Nashville area is where we're located. And we were driving, um, it was between Baltimore and um, Washington, D.C. So we drove all through the night. Like we left, everyone was like caravanning up there basically um, through the middle of the night after having like worked a whole eight hour day at our jobs. And we were expected to drive all the way up there through the night. Crazy. That's like, what was it, like 12, 14 hours maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It was like 10 10 to 13 hours that that we were driving. I'm surprised we didn't die on the road. Yeah. Well, Uh, that's crazy. Were you guys just expected to hop into the conference pretty much right after that? Or were you guys able to sleep a little bit at least? We could sleep a little, thankfully. But it was not much, I don't think. I think it was like. No, because right when you got there, it's like, hey, we're going to have a, you know, a little meetup. Um, mm-hmm. Here in like, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. Mind you, we had we just gone there, barely checked into the hotel room that we're sharing with three other people or three other couples. Yep. Um, but uh, before we get into that, um, we, <laughs> so we were always um, encouraging, you know, this, this big uh, whiteboard. We had heard on different audios that, oh yeah, you get this big whiteboard, you can pick it up at Home Depot. Well, why, what, what, what need do we have for a whiteboard? So, oh, you could write your dreams and you can practice, you know, getting your own board plan when you become, uh, I think arrow was, um, the equivalent of Eagle, um, mm-hmm. for, um, for your versus worldwide dream builders. Um, okay. Yeah. And so we didn't have the car big enough. We had to borrow her mom's car, uh, Becca's mom's car, uh, to fit this big, huge, whiteboard in i mean it was like seven feet whiteboard yeah. seven yeah. foot whiteboard yeah, yeah. it's huge and, wow. and and mainly and we're in the apartment so we're not really supposed to be nailing <laughs> things into the wall but we did <laughs> we did the longest wall in our entire apartment is where our tv was yeah and we had to move our tv to the side, which they were trying to encourage us to get rid of the TV completely. Which I was not about that. No, Josh did not allow that. No. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, that's my only escape from whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. This big board. I'm yeah, just picturing I, this giant board. Oh, yeah, oh, but it, you're it right. Was a, yeah, it was a giant ass board. Yeah. But they do. You're right. I can co-sign this because our organization did the same thing. Get a board at your house that you're eventually going to use for your own board plans, but also have a dream wall. Like, post all your dreams. Have it right there in front of you. I found a picture recently of what mine looks like. I have to post it on Instagram because I even got these, like, what I thought at the time were these cute little, like, diamond, like, shaped things to put on my dream board. I thought I was, like, going there in a heartbeat. Well, it yeah, was I mean, really embarrassing to I mean, look at now. Because, I mean, we think we're, pardon my French, we think we're the shit when mm-hmm. we're doing all this stuff. I mean, because, like, yeah, you know, I'm better than everybody else. I'm a, I'm an IBO and, gosh, this is this is Josh fired up, uh, in case <laughs> for those of you listening and watching. But, um, yeah, so uh, summer conference, the spouse, the male spouse, is expected to get to the morning session early 
Now we're talking like yeah, five a.m. Five a.m. Now I'm already waking at that five a.m. during the week for my job. <laughs> I don't. My weekend is my weekend to sleep in a little bit. Yeah. But no. So we had to be there. At, I had to be there, five a.m. Now again, this is Baltimore. Not the best place to be in the area that we were had the conference in outside yeah, at the crack of dawn. Um, there are people who would like literally camp out all night. Yes. And yes, you're like, that night. is dangerous. Yeah. What, what, what oh, gosh. Do, yeah. Why would you do that? Not all night, but like my upline were because they would write, they would, I don't know if they use the term for you guys, but they would say be front row fighters. And I was a single at the time. So I did, I did not have that privilege of having a significant other to go be there. Shout out to all the wives whose husbands did that for them. Um, but I would, I was a, I was like, Hey, I'm dedicated. I want to go. So we would get in, we're talking same thing. It's a very, very sketchy area. So I'm from Portland, Oregon. I don't know if y'all know much about Portland, but Portland's wild and we're downtown Portland. That is not a place that I go ever, uh, let alone at two in the morning. Two in the morning, the doors open at eight. We are there at two in the morning. And we would, I would get in trouble because I'd bring like bedding with me just to like sleep. The police were like, no, you can't do that. You guys can be here. You can only sleep if you're on top of something. So my uh, stupid upline, Robert, he got this inflatable thing, which was actually pretty dope. I wish I had one, but I ended up bringing like a chair and I'd be like, have a kinked neck the entire function. But I was there. I was a front row fighter for Lord knows what reason, but. Yeah, I was one of those people. I mean, we couldn't really even get to the front row because the front row at our conferences, they had, okay, so they had- They reserved it for the- Silvers. Um, no, they reserved it for the, for the arrows. No, no, no. Because, right? well, okay, the, the first- The few rows? Uh, well, the first few rows were arrows, and then in the back was um, silvers, and then the lowly peasants, uh, sorry, IBOs were in the back of that. Um, and then uh, 12 <laughs> 12th Q qualified were at the tables. Yes. Yeah. The like almost emeralds. No, they're or the, the platinums. Uh, platinums who have like net qualifications yes. all year. And I think maybe rubies. Um, Cause only emeralds and diamonds were behind the curtain. Yes. Onto the, like the like fabled behind the curtain. Yeah. Gosh. I remember <laughs> The video message that they sent us on the app where they were showing us the um the kind of like the um auditorium that we would be in and they're saying oh you know okay you, you know you're probably gonna be sitting right here it's like um or you could be sitting right here you know at, at the table have your notebook writing all the good knowledge down or you know maybe behind the curtain everything wants to be behind the curtain i'm like that's no no Pretty crazy. Um, but Can you imagine what's going on back there? No. <laughs> like, I always wonder what uh, happened I, in the diamond rooms. <laughs> like, there's got to be some. I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit of conspiracy theory here, but I think there's like. You guys ever heard of like uh, this alleged uh, Mark Zuckerberg's like a like a lizard person? Uh, I just yeah, imagine yeah. the diamonds have some sort of other like self that they are in the back, and then they come up front. They're like, "You guys can be free too," and then they take their 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 lizards in the back. I don't know. That's just my expectation of what's going on. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I definitely always thought it was like they're back there, and they're like, "Oh god, we have to do this." Like they're all not smiles, like angry. 
Why are we here? That too. Then again, they actually get sleep. So, you know. Yeah, because anybody who <laughs> yeah. was arrow and above, you know, you just got, you could just walk in at any time. And, you know, they'd scan your little QR code uh, and say, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, you're an arrow. Oh, yeah, you're a platinum. Say, so, yeah, just, just, just walk on in. You don't have to stand in the line like these other bozos. <laughs> Crazy. So Try what that. was the point, Josh, wow. for you? When did you really start realizing this is not good? So it was, it, it just felt very cult-like about the summer conference because it had been week in and week out of just going to the same uh, business meeting and it's same crap. Uh, you know, it would be different people speaking, but they had a rotation of the would get up there to speak, and the the wife will usually tell the personal story, the glitz and the glamour, and then the husband would come up and you know get the nuts and bolts of the meeting, talking about the real uh, means behind it being Amway and whatnot. And I just started picking up on like little things. It's like, well, what, why, why are we here every week when we don't have a prospect, and we're staying an extra hour to do business training, which was just more motivational talk than anything else. And so the wheels just, you know, started turning and it's like, well, uh, and the fact that they don't want us to, you know, have like, um, Amway products during the info session, the first half of we can't have access. We can't have any of the bars or chips or anything Which was like that. really funny. I got to say once the, cause so we did it differently at our meetings. They did the business proposal thing first. And then once all of the new people left, then it was like, all right, business time. And, um, so it was really funny to see everybody pull all of their popcorn and, and excess and whatever out after everybody was gone. <laughs> that oh, was yeah. kind of funny. We had those too. Oh, you're right. It is because you're kind of like, are they gone? Is everybody gone? Right. And then it's like, oh God, I've been dying to crack this excess open. I'm dying. I have this perfect water, which I'll, a lot of the time, not going to lie, I would fill up with like regular water <laughs> because those are expensive. They like, are. yeah, it was like for- $24 or more for a pack of what, six or eight, which at Target, you can get a whole $24 case for what, $3 maybe? Yeah, yeah, it's 50 bucks for 24 now. Oh, my gosh. I was looking it up yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But you're right. The the info session, I've, you know what? I've never thought of that point before. I don't have a guest. Why the hell am I here? This is something that I that's extra daycare I didn't need to pay for. Or maybe for you guys, just extra time that you could have been sleeping. Like You're right. I've never for one second thought, like, why the hell was I here when I didn't have a guest? But you're right. It's very culty. It's I needed the brainwashing still. Yeah, exactly. They like to keep you keep you in the mix because as long as you're not thinking about what is wrong with everything, then the longer you'll stay. Right. right. They they don't want critical thinkers. Right. They just they want don't. they just want um robots, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's like this is what the team is doing, this is what the organization is doing. You know, you want to go along with it. You want to be you want to be part of the team, you want to be all in. And towards the end of our journey on that, I, I did not want to be all in. I was, I, I didn't want to, it was hard to, and we'll get into this later to break the news to Becca, but I'm like, listen, this is what I'm thinking and feeling. And we need to have the conversation about this. 
And they would also say stuff like, you know, nobody has this when they would introduce like a new product. Nobody else has this. So, I, well, yes, in your mind, because you don't buy anything about Amway products. Um, right. Yeah. I remember specifically. the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. They, this is already out. Yeah. There were a couple of products that we were like, okay, that's not true. So I had been working at um, Ulta just before. And previously I had like worked there for a while. So I was all into the makeup scene and, um, benefit, which they do brow stuff. Um, they had this little pot where it came with a, um, a little brow brush and you could like dip it in the pot and you could do your brows. And, um, well, artistry came out with like the exact same thing. And I remember everybody in the group being like, Oh, this is so brand new. Like nobody else has this. I'm like, literally they do like the exact same thing. I promise this is not new. It's cool. I like it, but like, it's not new. So don't say that it's new. And then Josh, you had a a big beef with the uh, muscle multiplier multiplier. Well, yeah. So it's like a pre-workout BCAA for those of you who don't know what that is. That's basic chain amino acids, um, which gives you all the, um, the fundamentals for building muscle and, Pre, uh, pre-workout stuff. They're good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it was tasty and whatnot. But they're like, nobody else has this. Like, literally, the brand so Aminos <laughs> who started this has had this out for a couple of decades. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy wow. that people would just take this. They would just take all of this info as if like, yeah, yeah, it is brand new. And it was just like information just kept getting cycled around and around. And it was like... Yeah, it was truly cult, cult like. Yeah. And um, again, that's going that to like, I don't take anything at face value. Like, you can tell me something, oh, this is better. Well, why is it better? It just is. Well, that's not a good enough reason. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's, right. Yeah. Did the math ever make sense to you guys? Like, the way that they were presenting their income and, and what you guys are spending and the return of investment, did, did any of that make sense? That was Josh, where you got really hung up. Oh, on the on the whole, yes. Yeah, so, what we were putting in that was what right. you on the talking about getting out of Amway yeah. when you did the little presentation for me. That mm-hmm. was the thing that you, that you wrote on that giant whiteboard. whiteboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I used it for that mainly, <laughs> but yeah, it just didn't make sense. It's like, well, okay, if you get this many people in, and this get, qualifies you to this, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm, hey, all right, and then your return on investment. Uh, the numbers aren't adding up for me because I'm going to have to put in a whole lot of money. Who's over under me is going to have to put a whole lot. There is no way you can get to this diamond status, um, you know, this quote unquote easily in two to two and a half to five years, which is a big stretch of time. It's like you could do it in two and a half years or you could do it in five years, hmm. or you can be like some people being it with like 10 plus years and not have, gotten even platinum yet well it's crazy too about the numbers so um josh you talking about the the like people making it out um so my dad is a ceo of like a multi-million dollar company um he's done really well for himself and in the healthcare field and and all of that and so they've got a very nice house oh, on yeah, like 11 <laughs> acres of land. So 
I mean, it's like the Beauty and the Beast staircase. They've got a whole sauna, giant pool in the back. Like, it's really nice. Um, And I say that to say I know what a nice house looks like. Um, I know what that looks like. And so when we were at one of the conferences, after the conference, it was like, oh, gosh, we're going to go to the coach's house and we're going to see – um, it's amazing. It's so amazing. They have a huge house with a big swimming pool and everything. So I'm like, Oh, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. That, that sounds awesome. And, um, we get there and I look around and I'm like, I mean, my dad's house is bigger. <laughs> so, not to like I love that <laughs> so much. No, but it adds perspective. I had this other girl mm-hmm. on this couple, um, Ariel and Ksenia, they were in VWW and Ksenia said the same thing. She was like, I expected so much more. She's like, but my parents' house is nicer than this. And it wasn't by any means a diamond, but it was somebody who was preaching that they were of big money, basically, because they were in Amway and trying to preach this message. And she's like, my my parents have a nicer house. And I think her parents are in some sort of corporate. I don't remember what they were, but they're like a big deal. And she's like, I don't mean to sound privileged. And I'm like, no, no, no. That adds perspective, though, because... Even me, like I thought this recently too. I was like, my dad, it's not by any means like he's not a CEO, but my dad's like worked the same job my entire life. He is a supervisor at his job. Like he has worked his way up. My dad came here not knowing any English. Like it's just, it's really cool to see where he's at. And he had a much nicer house than, than Robert. Robert was moving from apartment to apartment. And, and same with, uh, I call them, um, Jenny and Craig, same with them. And even who would become my platinums. Like all these people are trying to preach to me that they're wealthy and that my dad's doing horribly, but why is my dad living a nicer lifestyle than they are? So I think your point is amazing because you're like, no, I know what actual, like I'll say wealth, you know what wealth looks like and like how humbling it can be. And like, did they ever, like, did they ever try to like tell you that like your parents, and I mean, they, maybe they didn't know what your, what your parents did, but they ever try to say, oh, like your parents are miserable in their lives. And this is why you need to build Amway. Um, not exactly that. Yeah. They didn't go quite that far, quite that far, but they definitely insinuated. Yeah. And they demonize, you know, regular, regular people jobs and just jobs in general that aren't being a diamond or a platinum or in the business. Mm-hmm. because the uh, coach would always have this when it, whenever you would speak, say, Hey, it's not the business that's making you tired. It's your job that's making you tired, which. Yes. Yeah. Got under my skin every time you said that. Yep. Yeah. And they always yeah, tried to say, you're right. Like during, during the pitch, um, they would talk about pyramid schemes and debunking the whole pyramid thing. And they were like, look at your job <laughs> when you get, and all the employees, and then you have middle managers, and then you have upper management, and then the CEO. Hmm, what structure does that look like? Sure, looks like a pyramid. Well, okay, and it's like I, the the thing with that is we we're getting a salary, right? We're, we're actually getting paid for yeah. what we do. <laughs> and we're getting we're getting health benefits, right? <laughs> we're not getting any of that through this uh, this wonderful business that they that we've been presented. Uh, we, we get we get none of that. It, uh, our job is not dependent on like getting like making sales to clients or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I learned- that's not what you signed up for, right? Yeah, I, I'm not a salesperson. Uh, 
it felt so sleazy too. Oh yeah. When you're just like, cause they're like, Oh yeah. Well girls particularly, you know, you find something great that you love and you chat with people about it. And it's like, yeah, I do. I do that now. Now it feels even worse to do that though. Which like, so I'm like, okay, I even now, like not even in Amway. I'm like, okay, I have to really like watch myself. <laughs> cause I'll, I'll start to do that. And I'm like, you make your own decision. Do what you want. I don't care. It's just great. I like it. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that they didn't do that because they definitely like they dogged on my dad all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad and actually Jessica's dad, uh, her dad worked for the same company once the companies merge. And she was like, yeah, my dad retired and he's got all, you know, like actually retired and has like, a, I think, he, I don't know if it was a pension or 401k, but he has a retirement from his job. My dad has the same thing that he will eventually have. My dad's like half of her dad's age, which is really funny. But we talk about the fact that our dads worked at the same company and that they really heavily criticized it. And she's like, I really think my dad is what is successful. I was like, I think what your dad did is successful too. You know, success is different for everybody. And the fact that they would put one thing as success, reaching the diamond level, but it's like, how many of the people who were preaching this to us were actually diamonds? Not very many. I mean, there's a reason why only 1% of people go diamond and maybe less than 5% go platinum. Like you were talking about those people who've been in for 10 years, twiddle, like they say they twiddle their thumbs and they go nowhere. That's my sponsor. My sponsor is going on 10 years in the business and hasn't even broke what we would call an eagle ship or for you guys an arrow, right? He like, and Jenny and Craig, same thing. They haven't even gone platinum yet. Like, these are things that I look at now and I'm like, why was I ever supposed to believe them or have this trust for them? Because they couldn't do it. They can't do it. So why am I supposed to believe that I can? And the amount of money that's going into this. And now that you guys are having this realization and, and he pitches to you now this, this isn't a great thing. Um, it, and from what I think you guys told me before is that, uh, Josh, you had checked out a little bit more than, than you did, Rebecca. Is that right? That he was more like, I'm done and you still kind of want to stay around? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, he and that what's funny is um after Josh gave they give the whole pitch of like we're losing money. Can't you see that? He I could tell he he was fired up uh about he's very I, passionate. Yeah, I was very passionate, but <laughs> I, I I I didn't want to cross the line of being like mean right. or whatever. Which I appreciate because I was still brainwashed. Um but the only reason that we ended up leaving or that I agreed, I guess, to leave is because they preached so much that the the wives follow the husband's lead. And um, that was a principle that we believed in before, um, but there it was like toxic in a way. It was like, truly be quiet, don't have a say. And I I have a big personality. I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm a redhead. I, I have a temper. I, you know, all of these things. I'm, there's a lot going on. Um, and so that was, that was really hard for me. Oh my gosh. That was really hard to like feel pushed down. Like I was too much, I guess. And, um, that was, that was difficult. But anyway, we, um, so yeah, so I went along and I was like, well, I, I, I trust Josh. I trust that he's going to lead our family where we need to go. And thank God I did. It took. <laughs> It took a long time of detoxing, but um, I am so glad that we left. And wow, I love that. 
that you, well, what's funny is you use that term, lead your family. And I'm sure that's a term maybe you guys had heard before since you guys are Christians and, and probably go to church. And that's a term for me. That's a term I heard from worldwide. Um, that was something that they would always say that the man's going to lead the family. And, and I was, I'm, I'm like you, I have a big personality. Like my dad always says like, no one's going to tell me what to do. So I have to find somebody who's, he's either like tough enough. He, he'll say, yeah, they gotta be tough enough to tell you what to do, or they're just going to bow down to you. And I'm like, oh no, but thankfully my partner, he's the one who puts me in place. But like, it's just interesting that they have that perspective. And that's something that I haven't been against. You know, I was, you know, my dad and my stepmom are really my examples of parents. Um, they are, you know, my dad is considered the, the, I guess, the leader of the family. And my stepmom has a say. She grew up LDS. She is no longer, but that's an idea that she's always had as well. And it was never toxic. So it was something that I didn't look at as a bad thing. But same thing and worldwide. It or in in these LOAs, it is bad. It is so bad because they're preaching such toxic messages to women to be submissive to their husbands. One common theme that I'm finding, which honest to God breaks my heart to say, is that these organizations are all really blurring the lines of consent for women, that we don't have a say or a choice in anything for our body, and that we have to just do what the husband says. And that for me is I agree. I, I like that's, that's a line you just don't cross. And I think a lot of the times they would also preach it in like, they would cherry pick in my opinion. I don't know the Bible. You guys probably know better than me, but I feel like they would kind of cherry pick lines to make these things make sense. And as people of faith, what did, what were you guys seeing that they were pushing religiously? And, and were you guys kind of in agreement with that? And maybe do you have a different view now that you're out? Um, Becca, you want to take the lead on that one? Yeah, I can. I, I mean, the biggest one, um, there's, there were lots of things, um, that we saw, but, but one of the biggest ones was the whole husband and wife dynamic and that the woman is to be submissive and quiet, basically. Um, not that you can't speak, but you just, you let your, your husband do a lot of that, um, for you. And, um, that, yeah, like we were talking about it, it takes it to a whole new level. And, um, I still believe that like, yeah, I need to, I still believe that Josh is like our spiritual head of the family and, um, and to, to lead in that way. That's still true. Um, and it did teach me, I will say there were some good things that came out of it because it did teach me a lot about myself and a lot about, um, our relationship and how we handle things. Um, but one of the things that, that stood out in particular, maybe not what they were teaching, but how they structured things, um, it was very, it felt very much like a church service, uh, particularly those conferences, which felt, of course, very comfortable for us as people of faith. Um, so we came in, there was singing, there was a, like a this group music group oh, yeah, that this, came out. Oh, uh, yeah, cover band, I would say so. Yeah, and they sang a version yeah, of, too. yeah, it's probably the same one for all of them. Um, but it was that I get knocked down, I get up again, and, and, and so, I know, whatever. Yeah, the diamond like, way. way. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. No, my that God. Yes. Were they called next level for you guys? No, they were called uh, day one. Day oh, one yeah. is what they were called. Ours was called next level thing. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so- it was like a rock concert because. People, like people would be lifted up and crowd like, surfing and like, what is this? It's wild. Yeah. So there, yeah, there was the music and then the, and then the talks, which felt a lot like, you know, you're preaching, um, that kind of a thing. So it felt very much like that. 
Um, well, and then even on Sundays, yeah, Sunday, the non-denominational would, church service, they would literally have a church service, which was like, oh, that's that's nice. Um, at least for us, it felt nice. But getting out, we realized, wow, that's very much a like a ploy to make us feel like it's safe and it's connected. And I, I don't know, maybe. I'm just too nice, but like to give a lot of these like leadership, the benefit of the doubt, do they really, are they doing this intentionally or is this just kind of like the way things have been set up and it's comfortable and it's like been passed down for so long or someone like, yes, how can we manipulate these people into being comfortable? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I wonder. Question. I asked that to my, I asked that too, is like, where does brainwashing start and responsibility begin? Because yeah. like, like, where does one, where does one start and end? And where does this one start and end? Because it is very challenging. And I do think that there are people who joined these organizations with the best of intentions. I do think maybe the more, and I would imagine it's money that drives them. I mean, Hey, a lot of us would do some crazy things for money. If we're in desperation, I have two children. If I was in desperation, I don't know what I would do. That is immoral to feed my kids. If that's like 100% necessary, but thankfully we're not in a position to do that. But like, it always makes me wonder, like, what were these people like beforehand? And at what point did they kind of fall into this trap and they just turn a blind eye and they stay, or they're so heavily brainwashed that they believe what they're doing is good. Or I do believe that there are some people in these organizations who do have that level of manipulation. And the only reason I say that is because of how many different stories I've heard. Like I, I always have to be the one to like break someone's like heart when they're like, Oh, I wanted to believe this about someone. And I'm like, well, let me tell you what screenshots we got about this person. Like mm. we have uh, a couple of Canadian leaders that created the process. So I'm sure you guys have heard of that couple. Um, uh, we call them, um, Dawn and Mary here, but they're like a Canadian couple who created the process and then they kind of spread it around. Um, but they, pretend to be, I don't want to say, uh, yeah, I'll say pretend. They basically put off this facade that they are these very philanthropic people. They saved a woman from overseas of her lifestyle and brought her in to be uh, their maid or, or nanny or some level of work within their home. Um, they had, according to screenshots, so of course this is all alleged, but I, I do believe it. They had a double eagle ruby fall off. He is now exiled from worldwide as a whole. And that's a whole platinum leg that he lost. So allegedly, he was buying the difference in PV to keep that leg alive for their um, uh, qualification. And he was putting it in that woman's name in their home. And in my understanding, that is not that is, that is, that is allegedly fraud. And that kind of led to questions of, well, what are they really doing? with all of these different things, which again, is always so sad for me to have to tell people, but it does kind of add to that question of, okay, I do think some people, some people are in this business and they are manipulative and they're not great people. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, when you said that, that reminds me of something that was said on stage, uh, at one of the conferences, um, it was talking about like how you are a got started. And it was basically because the, the top, top diamonds that were there, um, they saw what was going on, I think in, was it Brit worldwide or worldwide yeah. dream builder? I, it was yeah, one of those, two, yeah. um, that they were a part of. And then they, they, they saw what was going on behind the scenes, I guess, in all the, the diamond rooms and everything. Um, and they were like, Oh, 
I don't agree with this. This is not, this is not great. And so they split off and created your association. But yet, same thing as that thing. And yet the setup is very, very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard the same about LTD the other day, actually. And I was like, do you know how LTD got started? And same story. Yeah, mm. we didn't, the, the Diamonds didn't like what was going on in Brit Worldwide. And they broke off and created um, leadership team development. And I was like, the irony the true irony, because they're preaching the similar concept as Brit Worldwide. And I think with Worldwide Dream Builders, they never spoke ill of Brit Worldwide. They were purely just like, um, they they loved them. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder what the real reason is that they broke away. Like, is that the real reason? Or if like secretly it was like, well, but we could make more money on tools if it was our tools. Rather right. than somebody yeah. else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm, it was a I'm little sure. bit of the other yeah. reason, but yeah. mostly, mostly the tools reason. The money. Yeah. Because that, that's where the money is, the tools. It is. They're expensive. Yeah. So now it begs the question did they ever tell you guys that, that that's where they were allegedly making money? I suspect the tools and speaking. I suspected that they never told us. Yeah. They never said anything about all of that, but it makes total sense. I mean, where, where's that money going? Yeah, it's, and it's that, going and somewhere. Yeah, it's like ninety dollars a month or something ridiculous. For, for uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because the app was like fifty a month. Yeah, there were two apps I think that we were doing. Oh, Is that right? I thought it was just one, like one of those other things. Just... The voice messages. It was all in one app, I think. Got it. I thought it was more expensive. I thought it was more like eighty, maybe eighty-five. Oh, oh, yeah, because we had the, the base fr- plan was yeah, the base, fifty, but the, no, premium. No, 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 base plan was. Uh, 30 and then premium was like 50. And so, you, you want the, the, the diamond subscription that someone was like 80, 90 dollars oh. a month. We did that one, right? We did the diamond <laughs> foolishly. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, because they also said, Oh, yeah, and you get 10% off in the diamond store when you go to conferences and you buy the URA uh merch and um. We had so much of uh, that too. Oh gosh, yeah. I've and the all, books. Burned all mine, yeah. <laughs> so many books. I still have some that I'm still pulling out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I found I found uh the one thing the other day. I still have the book, The Secret, which by no means was a worldwide recommended book, but it's a similar concept. So I found it at Goodwill and I was like, hey. Um, and then I, I redonated it. But or love and respect was one that I had to buy, but I just re- I redonated it. Funny story. I hope whoever finds that the workbook uh, and actually buys it, I put, I put a sticky note with my podcast in, and I was like, I don't know who recommended <laughs> you this book, but listen to this before you read the book. That's um, that's so. wonderful. Wow, <laughs> great, great, that's great, awesome. Great, great, great marketing. Maybe we should go into Walmart and all the animated movies. Maybe we should put a sticky note. <laughs> <laughs> listen our perspective on this no it's like it was really funny but i really like i think about all of these different things right where like from beginning to end you're really fired up and excited because you're you're taught about this opportunity that is for mentorship this is supposed to be a good thing and you fall almost in love with the organization through time you start to see the red flags and by the end you're like oh holy cow what the hell was i in and did you guys like 
Um, do you guys consider the fact that you, you were in a cult? Like, do you guys consider it a cult or did you guys immediately think that, or did it take you some time to process the fact that you're like, Oh, Oh, that was that me a hundred percent right off of that. After we had gotten out totally 100% cult. Yeah. You started listening to podcasts and reading articles. And- well, I mean, Zay and Melody on their YouTube, when they were doing anti MLM, anti Emily stuff, that's, that, that's what really got me thinking. And I started listening to, you know, people like Roberta Blevins and um, others who. The anti-bot, right? Yeah, yeah, the anti-bot, yep. Yep. Yeah, and you, so I did not have that experience. Josh would, like, listen to these things when I was, like, in the room or we were driving somewhere. And I listened to listen. I was trying to rainwash. I know. (laughs) I know. You were. You were trying to, like, subtly, but also not subtly, like, this is what was really happening. Um, and little by little, as we continue to listen to these different YouTube videos and podcasts and things, um, it finally started to click like, oh my gosh, yes, that is what happened. And it was wild. It was, um, it, was, it took me a good, it took me a good six months, I think, to detox really from, from everything. Um, it was, it was a long time, but that, that set us on the course for being really interested in cults in general. Um, all of a sudden it popped up to be like, well, what is, what are other cults doing? What, like, this is very, I don't know. It's kind of, that's why I went over like those documentaries about cults. I'm like, we need to watch this one. Oh, I know every, yeah. Every time a new one comes out, we're like, yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> right, exactly. Same. I have the. I, I mean, I've always loved true crime. Uh, although there was one episode that messed me up, and I've been on a break ever since. But <laughs> the cult stuff is pretty good. I, I love the the cult stuff, and I mean, it still gets pretty dark. But there's just something about having been in and and again, we're speaking on personal opinions here. Um, an alleged cult. Um, that makes you kind of see things different because you watch them and you're like, oh my God, no, that was the same. Like when I'm watching the vow, I'm like, no way. Like this whole structure of things is so similar to worldwide dream builders, uh, LTD URA, like, and, and there's no saying how many other organizations are out there very similar to this one that I know of. Oh gosh, I don't remember what it was called. The forum. Landmark Forum. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that one. I actually got one of my downline from from being invited to uh, one of those things. The guy had just gotten done with it. And I was like, hey, so I actually know something better than this. And he would eventually become my downline. I'm so sorry to that guy, which I have apologized since. Um, But now that you guys are out and and, and, um, looking back... (laughs) Do you guys laugh a little bit and you're just kind of like, oh man. We do now. Yeah, we do now. <laughs> For a while, Josh, you were really upset. You're like, nothing good ever came out of this. And I well, yeah, yeah. I tried I was... to find the silver lining. I was like, well, I mean, those self-help books were good. We did learn about business and it was good to keep up with the reading thing, you know, yeah, and like delay, delay gratification and all yeah, that. Yeah, so, so there's yeah, some good, yeah, good concepts. Yeah, when, when these things are applied outside of the business, right? Not then they're, they're, I think they're, they're some things are helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love the silver lining thing. I, I try to do that. I promise. Um, it's just, it just gets harder and harder. Every story I hear, I'm like, Oh God, it pains me. Um, yeah. but that's amazing. And so you guys are how many years out now? Um, so we left in October of 2018, which 
Um, just a quick aside, we actually spent our first anniversary at a conference. At a conference, yep. <sighs> yeah. But though we, we, we ate at a local uh, nice seafood place, so yeah, that was, it was good. Up, and we had our own hotel room. Our own, oh, yeah. And we flew instead yeah. of drove. Yes. <laughs> So it's great. We, Luxury. We, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to have like something nice. And they were still like, oh, well, we have an extra hotel. You can stay with this couple. And I, no, we're, we're fine. We got our own room. It's fine. Because the, the, the thing is, like, if you're isolated, you start to think. Mm-hmm. They don't want that. Right. They want you to be tired. They want you to, yeah, they want you to not think about things. Yeah. I think, um, what was it? Um, on Sundays after the church service, they did like he, um, they brought different people out on stage. You like hit like new milestones, and mm, yeah, they did. I know we didn't go to that, and I don't think we even went to the church service that next Sunday. And that last conference yeah, that, we went to, the last conference. No, I think we we left early. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Because well, well, because we had a flight to catch. So yeah, crazy. Wow. And I always, this always sounds like a, like a prison question, but like, how long were you guys in for? Uh, eight months. So it's from months. February of 20, um, of 2018 to October, 2018. Yep. Wow. All of this happened in a total of eight months. It was a lot. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and that speaks volumes to how toxic these organizations can be that, you know, you're, the brainwashing can happen so quickly, but so I do have to say shout out for you guys getting out so, so soon because man, it, it does take a number on you. And, um, I think that even though you guys spent eight months, it is still a traumatizing experience and, and being out now, what does your life look like? Like, what are some things that you guys are doing? I mean, obviously your podcast, but what are some things you guys are doing now that, um, you're more proud of than you ever were? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, so one thing that people don't know about, unless they were in it for the couple of months we were doing it, um, they was like, "Well, if we're not doing Amly, well, we got to do something. We're not going to do URA. We got to do something." And yeah. like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do something creative. So we embarked on a lifestyle vlog channel um, that we were going that we did for. Uh, a couple months, two to three months. I think we posted like two videos. Yeah. Well, the thing is like, when you're a lifestyle vlogger, whatever, you have to be constantly on. It's constant. Yeah. Um, all the time. Whereas a podcast, you, you, you just come in and you don't have to be on all the time. You can just, you know, you come in there for that hour, two hours, and then you're done. And you don't have to keep documenting, you know, every bite you take or every step you take. Um, throughout your day. So we did that for about two to three months, kind of fell to the wayside. And then we actually got the idea for our podcast after we purchased our first home um, about a year later. Yeah, uh, we we bought our first home. Uh, wow. We moved in like the week of Christmas 2019. Not, oh, wow. what, Two to three months later, yeah, pandemic hit. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Woo, we got in really good timing with this house." Can you imagine working 
from home in a teeny tiny apartment. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was was good timing. It was very good timing. Well, we just had more time with each other, getting more, getting adequate sleep. Um, Although recently, not so much. Um, Well, this past, so this past summer, um, Josh went back to school for like a a boot camp kind of thing to be Mm -hmm. a data analyst. Yes. Which is really exciting. And at the same time. Very exciting. Yes. At the same time. I started my master's program for counseling. Yeah. For those of you. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Yeah. yeah, 10 out of 10 not recommend. (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not at the same time. Either one of you are in school, but now both of you are in school at the same time. Yeah. That was, that was really hard because we, um, we wanted, I wanted so much to support Josh and what he was doing, but I was so spent on what, I was doing and, and I needed his support and he couldn't give me the support that I needed. And it was, it was rough. So yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, so We're both going to school, yep, pursuing uh, careers. Right. That's dope. Yeah. Yep. And um, just spending more time, you know, with our dogs and more time with family. And we go on vacations or go to conferences. It's actually stuff that, we want to go to like comic cons or yeah. going to see family, going to Florida, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. We went to our first ever comic con, uh, this past June, yes, which was really exciting yeah. in the, the Nashville area. It was their second year having a comic con. So we were like, yay, there's a comic con in our area. It's really exciting. It was fun. That's awesome. I'm like really still so brand new to this whole world of what that is. Cause my significant other, he is, that's him. He's very interested. Like he's always been into anime and the video games and the, and the lore of things. And I had friends too, back in the day who also were, and they would always talk about something called Comic-Con. I'm like, what in the world is that? They're like, Oh, it's a, it's a convention. I'm like, Okay, never really got a clear understanding of what it was. And now my significant other, he's like, I want to cosplay. I'm like, I know what that is. I saw that online once. And so like learning about it, I do now think it would be really cool to attend something like this and and really get to see all of the people who are so like dedicated to their cosplays, which, oh my God, people are dedicated. The amount of money and time and effort that they go through. One guy that I went to high school with, um, I I saw recently from a distance, he not only opened um, a restaurant that is, I think, like a medieval type theme, um, but he also has a podcast where he spoke to uh, two of the characters from um, Lord of the Rings as well. And I, I saw this recently and I was like, I remember him being very, very big into cosplay and how he's grown it to be something exciting. So it's like from a distance, I'm like, yo, that's dope. Like, good for you. I'm really excited that that happened. But the fact that you guys have the time to do that, you guys have the time. I mean, maybe not with school, but you guys have the opportunity now to live. I mean, what I would imagine is actual freedom, doing what you guys actually want to do instead of what Mway wanted you to do. Oh, 100%. All of that was such yeah. false. It was, it was uh, so materialistic. And yeah. we are, of course, who doesn't love things? But like, I, we don't care about the big house and the, like all of the just stuff. Um, and like, it's crazy. Some of the things that we would hear about people doing, like people who are realtors, um, taking a huge group of people to a multimillion dollar home and they would like, just go and look around and have lunch. And was it like dream building dates or something? I did that. 
Oh, yeah. gosh. Um, that kind of yep. reminds me of when we bought, when we were looking at houses. Do you, do you, do you remember? I don't. Um, okay, so quick aside, choose to leave this in or not. Um, but we went to a, what, what do they call them? Um, developer of this house, of these houses. Um, I'll, I'll disguise the name. Or I'll make it backwards. It was oh, uh, GLI. I, I know what you're talking about. And so uh-huh. GLI, when you go and you're interested in a house, they they take into this like big big uh, area. It's like a board meeting, and they have like little tables and chairs, and they're like, okay, well, what are you looking for? It's like, oh, well, what's your, what's your dream house? And they take you, they take you all these different houses. Well, the house that we were looking for, you know, we wanted at least 2,000 or more square footage um, just because we wanted, you know, our own office and, you know, big space to have people over and all that. And they did, like, a progression for us. They, like, showed us, like, smaller houses and, like, the next one was up and up. Something that was funny is, like, they showed us, like, one of the smaller houses and another guy is showing up. It was, like, the most Basic, basic yeah, ba- finishes, basic, no yeah. granite, all no, like laminate, nothing. stuff like that. And so they, there's another realtor, another seller or sales guy showing another family at the time. And he's like, oh, you guys can have this house. It's already sold. And like, and we look at each other like, well, good, because this one's shitty. It's not for us. <laughs> yeah, what was so weird about going through the their process was it was incredibly so similar like Amway, yes. to Amway. We were like. We've done this before, but it was the whole dream building of what are you going to look like in your house? And you don't want to keep yeah. paying rent because that's right. just throwing and, away money. Had, you could own your own house. Right. And here. we have brought some sandwiches with us. I'm like, oh, well, how about you have like your sandwiches in the house and kind of just like dream about what it would be like here? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It was so wild. That did not go well. We didn't end up, we, we backed out of that deal. Thankfully yeah, they gave us did. our money back. Uh, yes. Um, and we went with another oh, builder. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, good. right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Now I have to be on like alert. Cause we're, we're now kind of in that conversation of, okay, we think we're going to start looking, um, in the near future. Like that, that, that kind of speaks to me about like, like you were talking about, they tell us not to buy houses. And I feel like because of how long I was in Amway and how much money I threw away in Amway, like I'm out for five years and I'm just now having that conversation of buying a house. And I love the conversation of being able to do it, but now I'll like watch out. Cause like, I'm not trying to do all of that. That'd be triggering. I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, I've seen this before. I got to go. Um, but that's really, really exciting. So you guys have a house, you're building your dream careers. You guys have this podcast that you guys do, which is really, really cool. And life just seems like it's going so much better for you guys. Um, if you guys were to leave the people with anything at all, like some final thoughts about life, like in Amway and being out and advice, if you will. I think my personal advice is kind of what we talked about at the very beginning with counseling. Um, seriously, these counselors, they won't judge you. That's literally what they are trained to do. And I can say that because I'm going through the training right now. Um, You do what you need to do, build up that rapport. Um, They'll help you sort out the mess um, that, that, that organizations like this leave you with. And um, I just can't speak enough to, to good mental health and self-care. I'm actually writing a paper right now about self-care. 
um, and how important it is in this like weird paradox of counselors know that how important and good it is to do self-care and yet we don't do it in our own lives. It's like, how does this anyway? Um, but, but yeah, it's super important to, if you need help to talk through some of this stuff with people, um, and, and you bring in, uh, spirituality, whatever spirituality that is, like they're trained to handle these types of things. Most people, most counselors are, um, in a very ethical way. So there's a code of ethics that counselors, um, learn and they live by, um, this code of ethics. And, um, and so it's, a, it's so great. I can't speak highly enough, um, of it for, for obvious reasons. Yeah, and um, kind of what I said um, previously was always be skeptical. Don't take anything at – well, okay. Um, let me back Maybe up. do research. Yeah, yeah. Do research. <laughs> Don't take anything at face value. Always, always get all the facts first. And sometimes that is personal testimonies of other people. Um, but, yeah, always always do your research. Never go into anything – blindly because it'll it'll come back to you yeah and then you'll end up on an episode like this talking about your trauma from yep. <laughs> from Amway or or we talk about all kinds of traumas so uh yeah no i'm really grateful that you guys were so open to come on and talking about your experience with amway and really just kind of getting vulnerable too about you know your guys's communication and how you guys did go through your hardships and um really getting to see what it looks like to really thrive after leaving because Thriving after leaving, I think, is the most important part that you can be in an organization like Amway and you can leave and find help and then you can also find life afterwards. So thank yeah. you guys so much. Where can people find you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to follow us, um, we're at Amelia Podcast um, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok. Um, and we also have Emily.com, our website, where you can um, email us, and we have a blog on there. We also have our uh, YouTube channel, same handle, at Emily Podcast, um, so you can keep up uh, with that. We do an episode every Friday, and um, we're, we're the biggest on Instagram. That's where we're most active. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. You guys can find me at xsnt.podcast. If you guys want to share a story, please email me, uh, D-A-N-I, my name, Danny, hi, at xsnt.com. You're still welcome to DM me on Instagram. Uh, you guys can find me, TikTok, everywhere else on the same handle, and wherever podcasts are heard. So thank you guys again so much, and I'm really excited. We'll catch you guys on the next episode.